judgment of our court on January 15th, nullifying the COVID corporations and the police state and their accomplices, um, that can be used to issue your own warrants in your own countries. Because there's other people locally who are just as guilty, right? So people are doing that now in South Africa, in India, in England. They're all issuing their own warrants based on our judgment. So anyone can do that. We were given a million dollars for bounty money, you know, to pay people if they make these arrests, $10,000 each. That's one of the reasons these three people were arrested on the coast because the cop, one of the cops is the one who turned them in and collected the bounty money, right? Obedience should be to our conscience first and to God. I mean, that, you know, that famous quote from John Knox, the who led the Protestant Reformation in Scotland, he said, resistance to tyranny is obedience to God, right? That was one of the mottos in the American Revolution. So we're obedience first to this, and if it conflicts with any kind of external authority, you say, go away. Carbon 60, or C60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as the universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestel.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10% and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestel.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Kevin Annette coming back to the program and we have a really lively discussion on what is going on in the world. We talk about the bounty money that he has the arrest warrants. Right now they've identified 75 people and three people have been arrested. And that's fabulous news. And people around the world are using these warrants to issue onto people. And I, I for one, would like to see a lot more people arrested. And we talk about what this means and how this is a legal procedure under international law. But what people need to do is get out of their mental confinement of what their rights really are and it's self-imposed. And so we talk a lot about that and what that means and how we can take back the power in this world and turn it around to be something much better. So it's a really great conversation. I love talking to Kevin, and I think you guys will enjoy this conversation. It's very enlightening. Before we get into this, I want to remind you, please go to my website, sarahwestall.com, sign up for my newsletter, and Please support my affiliates while you're there. And the other thing is, please share my work. Whether you get my newsletter or you're reading a story online, please share that. That's how we get the word out of all the information that I'm sharing daily. I am so censored. 
I, I'm hearing that I'm getting about 90 attacks a day on my website. So it's important that we work hard to get this information out there. Google has figured a way to get my traffic down to less than a half a percent comes from Google. And they own 92% of the browsing searching, you know, in the world. So they've done a pretty good job on shadow banning me and getting my voice silenced. So the only way to counteract that is to share. And I also want to tell you, this is a long show. It's two parts. And so please look for part two. And he stays after and does a special for my members. So if you're a member of sarahwestall.tv or Ebonier, please look for that. And I also want to say that Ebonier has a lot of free ebooks and a very uh, starting to be a pretty decent library that people can access. So if you like to that type of information, Ebonier might be for you as well. So you can find all that stuff at sarahwestall.com. Okay, let's get into this great conversation with Kevin Annette. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. Good to be back. There is so much going on, and I know we've had conversations that Canada is not the same as U.S., and U.S. people fight back, and I always say, well, I don't know about that. Well, I might have won that argument a little bit with you, because it looks like the Canadians are the ones inspiring the world. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think of what's going on in Canada in this convoy? Well, it's like anything that's real. It, it's a mixed bag of a lot of things. And at the ground level, and I've been visiting with a lot of people along the convoy route, and I was even in Ottawa briefly. And on the ground, there's an incredible outpouring of love and concern and just determination to change things and not to go along with the COVID state anymore. It's everywhere. I mean, you can see this revolution brewing all over. And talking to people, it reminds me of reading descriptions from before the shots were fired at Concord and Lexington, like the whole country was in arms. They were just determined to get the British out. And it's the same way now. That's the good side. The bad side is that the people who are leading it are very um, dependent in their thinking. So for example, they went to Ottawa, they had a press conference and they basically are pleading with Prime Minister Trudeau to meet with them so they can work this out. Well. If they know anything, and, and this is just the stage that they're at, we're all at that point at some point in our life that we've learned to be trusting. We, we, we project yes. our own goodness onto this system we're up against. A, yes. The reality is that Trudeau has hired help. Trudeau isn't even the head of state. Prime minister is an English term. It means first minister of the crown. He's just a hired minister. The governor general, a woman called Mary Simon, she's the official head of state, and yet they're not even talking about her, although both Trudeau and Simon are now convicted felons. They should be arrested under international law. They shouldn't be appealed to to sit down and kind of work this thing out. So, you know, if, if Trudeau went against the plan of the corporatocracy in Canada, he wouldn't last five minutes. So he's in no position to negotiate. So that whole tact is really handing over their authority and their power, unfortunately. But well, that can be, before, uh, you know. Yeah. Before Go you ahead. get in any farther, talk about yeah. who really is the head of state. Talk about that a little more. Because I don't think people understand that. And right. it's such a foreign concept. It is, especially to an American. Uh, we have a, in Can I don't say we, because I'm not a Canadian. I'm in the Republic of Canada. Um, but uh, the Canadian system is uh, really a feudal system. You have one person called the Governor General, who's the, quote, Queen's representative in Canada. And the Governor General is the head of state. He or she can remove the government at any point. They... She has to act on the 
on the wishes of the of the crown, which isn't just Elizabeth Windsor. It's the city of London. It's the corporation. Okay, um, which is again convicted. Uh, yeah, the city of London money. are a bunch of central banker criminals. But right. let me ask okay. you: you guys in nineteen, I think eighty four. You put there was the law of the land, which it is the um, rights of the people. What is it? The constitutional rights for Canada. Now, how, how and that's when they claim they separated from the Queen. What no, really happened? Yeah, what really happened? Because no. that's what the that's what the propaganda is, and that's what people believe it is. So, what really happened? Well, it was called uh, Justin Trudeau's dad, Pierre Trudeau, um, another Jesuit-educated puppet. Well, <laughs> Uh, did the thing that they call it bringing home the constitution. And all they did was they allowed the Canadian parliament to pass legislation to enable parts of the constitution, but it didn't remove crown authority. The crown through the governor general is still running Canada. It's at, at, under the law, every inch of soil in Canada is owned by the crown. People don't even own their own homes, right? So it's like a colonial system. And that's why we say you got to chuck the whole thing, especially since they're now convicted of genocide and, and these crimes in league with big pharma of, of ongoing genocide. And we, we need to create our own republic. So we, we've been saying that to people on the truck convoy. Look, uh, you know, you've learned from experience that you're hitting a brick wall here. We don't need to ask anything of them. We need to establish our own jurisdiction, our own republic. And that's what, you know, we getting more and more of a response to that because people are recognizing it themselves right well because they're not i i think we're recognizing it because i've lost faith faith in our justice system but i guess our justice system is still the best in the world even though i've lost complete faith in it we'll see how, how it goes but we when you run up against that wall where your justice system stops working you don't have a choice but to do something else because the option of allowing this kind of genocide and these kind of criminals to run the country is just right. not acceptable, right? We want it to be very peaceful, though, and we want it to serve the people. We want it to be what they claimed it was, but they were lying to us right. the whole time. Well, now, I, I, wanna, I also want to say that, Justin, I, just I wanted, want you to talk. Oh, go ahead. Well, go sir, ahead. I just wanted to comment. Uh, when I was fired by the United Church, and I, I had a little protest at the United Church office when I was fired for bringing out the crimes in the residential schools. Uh, I had a sign, it was a quote from George Bernard Shaw, that says, Christianity is a wonderful idea. Somebody should try it sometime. That's and, exactly uh, right. Yeah, you know, I think the same is true about democracy, the US system. It's a fine idea in theory. It doesn't happen a lot in practice because, you know, for reasons that I think we all know. But anyway, I thought I should just- Yeah, I mean, that's true. That. I mean, it's, we what we want is what you lied to us and said we had. That's what we want to have in place. Right. But the other thing is, Justin Trudeau, when he was sworn in, he sworn his allegiance to the queen. And I thought that was, that would not be there if Canada really was separate from England. It's, it's not only Trudeau, every civil servant, every policeman, every member of parliament, they say, I swear true oath and allegiance to Queen Elizabeth and her descendants, period. Nothing else. To one criminally convicted woman in London. That's who they are with allegiance. Not to the people. So how can you expect any judge, any cop, anything to do the right thing? We say to the police all the time, and we've been handing out flyers to all the cops everywhere saying, disavow your oath of allegiance to the crown and take it to the Republic and to its constitution. And then we'll have power, right? That's exactly right. Okay, now I wanted to go back and talk about, you know, who is really head of state, but you were moving on to another topic and I didn't want to cut you off, but I no. felt that I needed to 
um, you needed to explain that point. So now yep. keep going with what your thought was before. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a bad part about interrupting. But the thing is, is I needed you to explain that because that's such a concept that yeah. people don't understand. I think we were talking about uh, the convoy and and the the good and bad aspects to it yes, and the leadership. Yes. The, the, these truckers, I mean, their hearts are in the right place, but absolutely, they, but they're operating in the in the mindset of the system, which is that you know we have to ask for something. I, I use the term mere protest because they're still asking for the system to do something. And Sun Tzu in the Art of War says, "You never do that. You you when you're in a position." a power which is the truckers have the whole country locked down you don't negotiate you dictate you say this is what's happening right you don't hand over your authority i think a lot of them have i think they're trying to be peaceful by asking him to talk but at the same time because they're trying to bring in military the you know the the tow trucks are saying refusing to help out the police officers a lot of them aren't helping out i mean they're they're pretty much at a standstill because how do you remove these truckers if the tow trucks won't cooperate. Right, well, you know, there's been a lot of, um, uh, like the US is really pressuring Canada to end this because the border towns like Detroit, the auto plants are closing because none of the parts are able to come across the border. And, uh, you know, so again, it was kind of like when the residential school lawsuits began, the media all said, oh, these poor churches are gonna go bankrupt because of these protests and the lawsuits by the these Indians. The same thing now, they're blaming the truckers on ruining the economy. Yes. So they're like, there's all this pressure being brought to bear to, you know, and, and you know, if, if you're not mentally prepared to what you're dealing with, you know, then you go along with this, you're influenced by it. I, I said to the truckers, you know, this country of yours is built on genocide. They have never been brought to justice for wiping out you know, tens of thousands of children using these these drugs. I mean, the drugs were developed through the mass murder of children, medical genocide. Do you really expect a system like that to negotiate with you and stop these measures? I mean, you have to be forearmed with knowledge and it's gradually seeping up, but unfortunately, um, the, you know, the, the system wants these kinds of protests because they're easy to contain. And, you know, um, we got to go outside this, the experience of the adversary. Whenever you fight, basic rule, you don't respond. You never respond to what the adversary does. In a way, if Sun Tzu were alive today, he'd say, well, why are you people even talking about the COVID measures? That's what they've created. And we're all reacting to it. When you react to it, they control the energy. We create our own energy, which is we don't want this police state. We're disestablishing the police state. We're creating our own. And then they have to respond to us. And it, it works that way. But people have to learn through experience, I think. Well, and there's so few of them there's just some, a few people, and that's what people have to understand. They're just people, but yeah. they have a lot of money and they know how to wield their, their money to create the illusion of authority. And we give it to them willingly. And when it comes to death and destruction, we can't do that anymore. And I, and I think you're right. They're going to try to blame the entire uh, shutdown of the, you know, the economy, the globe, the supply issues, the supply issues were a major problem before this happened. They shut down the whole world for like months. And now they're going to blame the truckers for shutting it down for a week. You know, it's right. just, it's incredible, but they're going to do that because that's what they do. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, and the people can see that a lot of, I mean, what you just said, I heard that echoed all over the place by people on the ground. So, you know, the best teaching is your own experience and they're getting a rapid experience. 
like what you go through in a, in, in one hour of a real event is more educational than months of book learning. Right. That's um, right. Cause it, it's showing you what it is it's showing the real situation. And, um, you know, so Canada is so it, geographically, there's one highway east and west linking everything. You shut that down and you've got them by the knackers, but, um, they weren't ready. It's like they weren't, they didn't know their enemy before entering battle. And that's, that's a mistake because you have to know what you're up against the nature of what you're fighting, not your idea of it. Right. Which is yeah. benevolent well, normally. They're learning. They're going to learn yeah. and they know that they can't shut. They can't step down. They can't, this is a line they can't cross because the line And this is what I hear all the time too. If we give in, we're going to go to a very, very dark place. They all know that. And so they know that they can't give in because the alternative is so dark that they, they know they can't go there. So right. there uh, we're, there's a lot of opportunity here because people know that, that this government and what they're trying to do worldwide is, ex is extremely dark. It's Nazi Germany kind of thing. And we're all the Jews. Well, and, and on an even bigger scale, it's a civil war and look at America two thirds of a million Americans had to die to abolish slavery, right? So it's the slavery is on a bigger scale. Why would it be any different now? We're heading into a massive civil war that's gonna span generations. Your grandchildren will probably be fighting this battle. And you know, it's, you got the global corporatocracy over here and the free people over here. And, and we have the numbers um, and the power can come to us once we're organized, we have the will and we have the clarity. To do that and, that's exactly uh, right you know and so that's what we need the long-term perspective here right no you think it's gonna last for generations you think my grandkids are still gonna be fighting this i i would like to think that we could really you know we're starting this battle but they're gonna finish it is that what you think it's gonna be that long there'll be many battles in a big war because, you know, it's it, when you look in history, when any new force and power comes along and they gain power, they never give it up willingly. They have to be defeated. I mean, did Hitler say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, no, here, <laughs> I'll stop doing this, you know? Um, and so I'm just going by just history and common sense and what we see around us. I mean, there's no indication. Yeah. Like they are, they, when you're in power, you know, you have to retreat sometimes to create an appearance. So for example, they're backing off on some of the masking measures. Yeah. And people are going, oh, look, we've won. It's a temporary measure to, to let the steam off a bit and get people pacified and go back to sleep. And then they'll strike again from another direction. That's their nature. Well, it, and that's the scary part. And I, yeah. I, I got to say, I'm going to say something. I've had a lot yeah. of people say, Sarah, we've won this bet. We won the war. You know, we're winning this war. And I'm like, no, we're not. We're maybe winning this battle, but they have not. And so a lot of, there is a lot of people that are thinking, oh, I can move on. I'm thriving now. We won this battle or this war. You guys no. And I think you're, you're right. I, I just well, I get worried. Go ahead. Yeah. Here, here's the proof. Um, they've been doing this to Aboriginal people on this continent for centuries for the last 150 years you can't refuse mandatory vaccination if you're a native on reservation you go to jail that's still the law okay did they ever back off over 150 years with the natives no because it's power it's power over and it's money right so why would they do it now that they're applying that same genocide to all of us why would it end 
right? Well, it would only end if we see our power and we use it and we wield it against them. And But now in the United States, they have this um, thing they put forward on February 7th where anybody who talks against the government narrative, I mean, essentially the end of free speech, we're all right. terrorists. I mean, that's not constitutional, but yet they still put it out there and, they, and it was so vague that they could go after any of us. Right. So I, I just want to flag that book, my book, Memoirs of a Revolutionary, because in this, so I, I, I chart the way the world has developed over the last 50 years and where it's heading. And um, you can see all of the, the big money is concentrated in, in to increasingly fewer corporations. Yep. There's now about 130 corporations that run the world economy. And, but they only employ less than 1% of the workforce. So the 99.5% of the rest of us are expendable, right? Now, where does that lead? We know where that leads. They're not going to, the tiger isn't going to suddenly change its nature and stop eating gazelles, right? Um, it's going to continue in that way, but they need to fog us and make us think that it's not happening. So we have to be very clear about what's going on by looking at the bigger picture all the time. Right? Well, you know, Henry Ford knew that the middle class needed to have money so they could buy his vehicles. So to a certain extent, they can't wipe out their customers. So, right. you know, it's like, what the heck? You guys can't wipe out your customers. So they have to be, a, some people say they're clever, but they're not smart. Uh, and I think they're just greedy and they can't think. They, you know, they're they're so true. greedy and they're so irrational and so driven by bad, you know, not by love, but by just their own greed and selfishness that they just can't think past their hand, past the green, you know? That's true. But uh, there, and, and traditionally that's meant that there, there's a lot of rivalry within the so-called elites, right? And you can play that off against it. That's why wars happen. That's why World War I and II happened. They were fighting each other for the, for the markets and the resources of the world, right? But um, now China's the rising power. We've talked about that a lot. Their whole aim, they're now united with Russia. Um, you know, they're the new power in the world. And the BRICS. America's going down. And we, you know, that's just something like um, America used to have one half of the, of the gross national product of the world in the 1950s. Now they got about 12%, right? I mean, it's going down. So in that situation, yeah, the China, and this is another thing I wanted to mention, some news. Um, the Chinese on the West Coast uh, are, as you know, are there, there's a whole takeover happening. Yes. But they are developing uh, information in the places like Prince Rupert on the Northwest Coast near Alaska. They have a whole super port there and a whole colony of Chinese are bringing in. They're using that area to develop new strains of the of of the drug, not just COVID, but the the next generation. Um, and that's why so many natives are disappearing. They're being used in these experiments. Yeah. Now we arrested three people who were named in our court indictment. They've named where some of these mass graves are of people who've been killed as recently as 2019 in these experiments. Okay, hold hold on. Who you arrested? Your group did. Can you yes. tell us who was arrested? And then they divulged information that got you more information. So can you tell us who the three people are that you've arrested? No, because if we say who they are, they could very easily die or the people they know die. You see, it's an ongoing investigation. So if we say who they are, 
the other side is going to take measures to stop what they're doing. So all I can say is they were named, if you look through the 75 names, they're in there. Um, you know, you just kind of figure out who's on the West Coast and you might be able to figure out who, you know, that you narrow that down. Who but, arrested them? Um, uh, our sheriffs in conjunction with police on Vancouver Island. Okay. And they're actually held in a facility, not the RCMP, but other police on Vancouver Island um, have helped us detain them. We've got a whole section of the police that are helping us, but they have to stay off the radar for obvious reasons. The other thing that, that Trudeau, remember how Trudeau left Ottawa when the truckers showed up, went out to the West Coast, and then he came back? Yes. He was out there negotiating with the Chinese about a possible takeover because they're worried that the whole country may be up in arms over this. And uh, the Chinese military might have to be brought in and just shut things down, especially in the West where all their resources and, and power is right now. So what they've just done over the last month, the last Canadian military unit in on the West Coast was shipped east. That was the Seaforth Highlanders Regiment in Vancouver. The last Canadian military unit is, is gone now. It's empty. The Chinese can now take over the, the West Coast. So that's what Trudeau was doing behind this, the, the camouflage of the whole COVID thing and the, the truckers thing. Um, the truckers are all in the east. The action's happening in the West in terms of the takeover, right? Okay, let me ask you now, the global elite, City of London, they've been investing a ton in China. Do they believe that they control China? Or do you think China's going to backstab them and there's something else going on? I've heard oh, yeah. both. No, no, they, they, um, they're realistic. They know that the, the great weight financially and industrially and militarily is more and more in Asia. And that's why Joe Biden went over and kissed uh, the Pope's ass on, in public, uh, almost. I mean, he was funding the guy because the Vatican Bank is shifting all of their assets to China. Um, you know, the Chinese government is now appointing Catholic bishops in China with the approval of Rome, which has never happened before in history. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's a, they're Vatican, Russia, China, they're the one block now. And, um, you know, so it, it's, it's shifting in a big way, but um, in a way you could look at this whole COVID thing as a big smokescreen behind which this, this corporate solidify, solidifying of power is going on, right? Yeah, I think it's kind of incredible. Michelle White, Dev, I don't know, a lot of people follow her. She's a, an amazing prophet, if you will. She, she's an empath and she can see things. And she says that China, um, in one of her reports, says that, this is, that they're just going to keep releasing different strands of bioweapons and right. that COVID is the beginning. There's going to be more and more and more. And that that's just the reality. So our health is so important. Well, you're right that uh, their plan isn't just simple depopulation because they need a certain number of people to keep the economy going, right? But the, the point is the GNP is highest when people are sick, dependent, afraid, divorced, unemployed. That creates the highest level of GNP. And that's how you control people if they're sick and dependent and afraid all the time. That's the ideal population, slave population for the corporatocracy. So yeah, th 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 that's part of the game plan and the, and the drugs and the bioweapons are part of that. But again, that's just a means to an end. You have to always ask, what's the nature of what you're dealing with and what is their purpose, right? Those are the basic questions that a lot of people don't ask, right? Yeah, that gives you clarity. But let me ask you, you know, to have a population that's that unhealthy, how many of them are consciously thinking we need these people to be like this versus 
they're so driven by greed and their own selfishness that as a byproduct, that's what happens. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, my dad, who lives in Florida for many years, was relying on the medical system and they would never help him. He would go in. He had a number of conditions. He was he wasn't even treated. They would he'd be shunted around. They never gave him help. Uh, you know, they were totally useless. Now, everybody in the system is so caught up in in administering it. They don't see the forest for the trees. They don't see that. We don't have a health industry. We have a sickness industry where you have to maintain people in their sickness because it creates the most money. And that's just, you know, similarly, you've got a drug, but you're a big farmer, you've got to create a sick population to create a market for the drug. It's just their economic system, right? Is how it operates. So yeah, it will all continue and get even worse until people, for example, take back under their own jurisdiction, create their own health system, get doctors and, and yes. naturopaths and others to create alternatives on the ground for people. And a lot of people are waking up now to the need to do that, right? That's the one of the number one needs we have is to, to have a like a uh, what is his name? Full full. What's the guy who did the carbon sixty molecule? Um, oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Full my full meister, whatever his name is. I can't believe I can't remember his name. But he said, "You just create a new system. Create the new." Don't worry about what they're doing. Create something better. Oh, Buckminster Fuller. Buckminster Fuller, yes. Um, geez, I can't remember his name. That was bad. But anyways, he said, create new. Don't worry about them. Create new. And don't get so caught up in fighting the old because that's not a winning battle. Create new well, and people will come to it. You know, but there are doctors like Dr. Glidden who says, you know, we've been so, we've been trying to create new but they have such a stranglehold on us that us creating new, you know, in a free market, people would flood to them. And so we have to, there has to be more awakening so that we can loosen that grip so that this new can start to flourish. Well, they don't, the, the they don't have control over us at all. We control ourselves. That's, yes, that's the awakening. For them. We control our own thoughts the cop in our head is what controls them, not the cop out there. As a matter of fact, we've had great success with police when we start talking to them. A lot of them are on board with us. Um, but but the, creating the alternatives, that's what we need to say to the truckers right now. What's the point of protesting in Ottawa? What's that going to achieve? You build a huge expectation and then people are let down after and they're, they're defeated because what is it achieved? Well, if every one of those truckers achieves in, one thing, in, in, their, in their community, what? I, I, wait, before you say it doesn't achieve, I do think it's a creating a mass awakening that everybody, people are realizing that it's not just a minority, that it's the majority of the people that feel this way. And that is significant yes, regardless. That's, okay. That's important. I'm not just, I'm not saying that isn't important to do these yeah. actions, but it has a false expectation that that's yes. going to change things. And it yeah. doesn't. Uh, what, what, if every one of those truckers and their families in their community, withheld their taxes, kept the money in the community, went in, which they can do now according to our lawful warrants, and seized those COVID drugs off the shelf and shut down the pharmacies. That's power. And that's a long-going project that everyone can then make the shift yes. into, right? So yeah, it's a good spark, but it's not an end into itself. A protest is a, a springboard to the next stage, right? Yes, I Take agree with forward. you. And yeah. I, but but the most important part of this, which is is the yeah. inspiration, like you were saying, a spark, but also so that people realize you are not alone. You are not sitting yeah. there by yourself in your home yeah. thinking that no one else thinks like you. 
The majority of the people think like this. They just have to mobilize and realize it. And that's what the Canadians did for the world, honestly. That's why I am so proud of Canada. But you are right. This is just a springboard. Right. And, you know, as well, um, you know, when these things appear out of nowhere, right, like talking to these truckers, I, I kept asking, where did you guys the money to pay for fuel and everything to come across the country and i started asking they said well there's a fund and i said well who set up the fund right and they said well we have a account on that not patreon what's the other one um go fund me go fund me that was like 10 million dollars and then they took it from them and then they set up the fund the what is it the fund oh sarah the other fund that they have give send go right well that's the story but i mean these convoys are in 17 countries now, right? And the question is, who's coordinating all that? And where's the money coming from? It's a good question to ask, because otherwise you're steaming somebody else's engine if you don't know who's controlling it, right? Yeah, I do think a lot of it is organic, though. But I do think that they're, they're trying to co-op it. And they're trying to take over and um, make it their own and then control that energy. It's all energy, right? It's a spiritual war. They want to control that energy, redirect it, and use it for themselves. And then also they want to deflate people. They want to use it to totally create a disillusionment within the ranks. But I do think a lot of it's organic because they pushed everybody too damn hard. Right. And that's the thing. Like I find uh, all of us have been under this incredible pressure for two years now. And uh, then suddenly there's some hope there's this big and it's like all this pressure is released and everyone that accounts for the ecstasy and the great outpouring we see all along the convoy road but then when we start asking questions people say no 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 don't don't uh challenge the truckers don't question them it's going to defeat us so they're afraid of of you know there's this uh fear like it's the new messiah we all have to just kind of go along with unthinkingly um otherwise it's a problem so that's that that's a problem right there because people are operating out of a fear impulse not not what do we need to get from the system but what are we going to create like you just said right